Welcome to Grow Radio, the podcast for hustlers who want to grow themselves and their business. Hi, I'm Greg Olson, the founder of Grow, an inbound marketing agency based in Grand Junction, Colorado. On Grow Radio, we're going to discuss all things business, from technology and marketing, to startup stories, and the lessons learned. Our episodes feature owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders, all sharing tips, stories, and innovative discussions to help you grow your business. Hello, welcome to Growl Radio. I'm Greg Olson, founder of Growl and your host for this session. Uh, we have Kim Woodworth, who is the Operations Director of Economic Development Council of Colorado on. How are you doing today, Kim? Doing wonderful. It's nice to be with you today. Yep, thank you for being on the show. So let's start. Um, let's talk a little bit about EDCC. Um, what is it? Maybe a little bit of purpose. Um, and let's start with Eric for our listeners. Absolutely. So the Economic Development Council of Colorado is a statewide industry association that supports the economic development efforts across the state of Colorado. Uh, and we really are more of an industry association uh, that's helping uh, with resources and education, advocacy on behalf of our economic development professionals, as well as uh, for our businesses across the state of Colorado. Um, and we have members that are all over, rural to urban, um, and uh, from small to large uh, type organizations, from municipalities to counties to uh, councils of government, uh, regional uh, planning uh, regions, as well as um, the Economic Development Administration and our state partners at the State Office of Economic Development and the Department of Local Affairs, CD, uh, the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment, as well as our Workforce uh, Development Council and all of their boards. It's a pretty long list of uh, people who are involved and people who support this organization and also supporting communities. Um, so with that said, all these intertwined with members and community, city, county, uh, state, uh, governmental entities or um, and your membership. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that collaboration. Maybe like during these times when we don't have events over the past year, I think a lot of us just want to wake up like a Groundhog's Day and it's gone. If we don't, we can just go back to normal, but I know that hasn't been the case. So um, how are you, how have you been collaborating with members or coming up to help with different communities that are struggling or sharing ideas when we don't have those in-person events? Sure, we found ourselves in, in quite a, a predicament ourselves last year um, and realizing that, you know, we are an organization that has um, prided itself on networking and in-person events. Uh, and we weren't able to do any of that last year. So uh, pivoting completely 360 around and trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, but we do have a lot of technology and um, we've never felt more closer to our professionals and stakeholders as we do now because we have the power to meet um, regularly through Zoom um, as well as you know having um, smaller type meetings, collaborating with each other on what types of programs that we can build that will help support our um, our our efforts in uh, revitalizing and coming back uh, in the recovery, um, and so 
we've partnered with um, Colorado Workforce Development Council, CDLE, um, and the State Office of Economic Development on a remote worker um, initiative, um, which is a multi-prong initiative um, helping support communities and building um, the ecosystem um, to support remote workers within their communities. And we have found this as a great opportunity to really take those uh, uh, citizens within their communities and help them uh, be able to a, a, obtain a job without having to leave their community. Um, and then we also see that we do have several people um, with the ability to be able to travel around uh, to different communities or find the new community that they want to live in and still be able to work there um, and keep their job. Uh, that might uh, necessarily be um, located along the front range. So um, we see that as a great opportunity um, and we're trying to seize on that. We've uh, really partnered um, very closely with our um, sister organization, the Downtown Colorado um, Inc. Um, because you know they uh, really work with a lot of our special districts, which is a major economic development tool um, that helps us uh, rebuild blighted areas helps us revitalize our downtowns, um, as well as helping uh, support and facilitate business districts. Um, and so we've uh, done several different um, uh, events with them, uh, being able to get to connect to their members as well as ours. Um, and then, you know, just being able to pull our professionals together and have a place for them. Um, we have been, it has been Groundhog Day and very mm -hmm. hard. Um, and when we're the only economic developer in our community, we really need to have our own community of economic developers to not just, you know, commiserate with, but also bounce ideas off of. Um, and right now in this, in day and age, we are, we are innovating so fast um, that sharing these ideas and being able to, um, you know, get the ideas faster out into our different um, communities as fast as we can is only going to help accelerate and, um, and help us get out of, um, you know, and recover well economically. Um, and then we have a lot of our partners with that uh, are all supporting our small businesses. And there's many facets to economic development. And this last year, we really had to, to turn from primary employment focus to our small businesses. And because that, that's what they were, that's what was hurting so much. So um, we've had a lot of fun um, and uh, it has really opened our eyes up to a whole new world of, of being able to share and communicate and, um, you know, share best practices. And, and we're just, we're trudging on forward with what we learned last year and, and continuing in that, in that uh, spirit. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it is a very scary time for a lot of communities. If you're in economic development, some of them may have an, ec a, an economic development person, they may not. And so all these programs that are coming, maybe state and federal, I think from an EDCC perspective, you're helping, I mean, collaborate, introduce um, for them to find these various programs, such as remote workers, because I think you're right, these communities are getting influx of people moving or uh, you know, but from maybe the uh, western part of the country are coming into like Grand Junction or Aspen or Steamboat. And that's the things I'm hearing, right? So what resources are available? Um, you know, how can they, how can these community, communities continue to support or show that they um, or maybe are remote worker savvy? So um, I love everything you're doing. And I think, um, you know, we can wake up from this Groundhog's Day uh, maybe a little bit stronger. 
because of it, but I am looking forward to having live events again and seeing you yes, host those <laughs> again, and hopefully that is this fall. Um, one question is, is uh, before I always, before I forget, how can people get involved with uh, the organization and where can they find more information? Absolutely. If you go to edcconline.org, um, you can visit our website. We have um, memberships available. We also have um, several events that we share uh, to the public um, who are non-members, but um, definitely membership is extremely uh, um, reasonable and achievable. And so becoming a member of EDCC just allows you to um, really become part of the, the, the community. And as a nonprofit organization, you know, we have to live and, and thrive off of our membership base. And um, so, but uh, definitely you can find out more information um, on our website at edcconline.org. Great. Thank you. Uh, we'll make sure to promote that out also. <clears throat> um, all right. Let's talk about maybe the biggest challenge that you're seeing right now. And there's probably many. You've kind of started to list off a little bit from helping revitalize downtowns where, um, you know, there's uh, every different communities are struggling in different ways. But what do you what do you see as the biggest challenge? I see the biggest challenge in being in the, the, the issue of capacity. Um, we have, you know, such a large volume of businesses that are struggling uh, and we have, you know, from retail to restaurant to any type of entertainment, anything that brings people together into a, an indoor space, those businesses are really struggling. And the the numbers and the volume is extraordinary. And uh, in many instances, especially in our rural communities, oftentimes there's only one person who is focused on that support. And so when the federal and state governments start um, pushing money down, if there isn't a person in that community, then that community oftentimes misses out on, on some of those opportunities. Um, and so we, we are truly seeing this constraint on capacity, but then also the funding, being able to fund our economic development efforts within our communities, because there are they're, they're struggling to get the, the cash flow, you know, the, you know the, the support that they would normally get from their municipality or from their county because sales tax dollars are down. So if, if one is hurting, the other is, and it's, it's just a trickle-down effect. So truly, we're right now as an organization really working on how we can help support and stand up our economic development professionals and their organizations um, so that they can be the, um, the person to accept the um, the incentives and, and cash flow from the federal and state into their communities and get it delved out as fast as possible. Yeah, I think, you know, that we need uh, these businesses like entertainment, restaurants, or certain businesses. I mean, a lot of businesses are struggling um, in how they hold on or till, till things really start to open up. I mean, some companies might have, there might be a manufacturer who we work with a few, they struggle with, they have demand for their product, but they can't get the parts to make it, right? So supply chain is disrupted, right? So they're, they have orders coming in, but they can't fulfill them right now. So I think, you know, as things start to open up, how do we, how do we prepare these communities, manufacturers, businesses, you know, to prepare for this, you know, maybe economic rush that's going to happen? It's almost like a, it'll be like another gold rush or something once we can get past this, um, 
COVID and things open up, but it's not just opening up a restaurant, it's opening up supply chain, it's opening up all these things from, you know, there's, there's, uh, I was talking to a gentleman today that wants to sell um, outboard motors, right, for fishing. He can't get mm-hmm. any, they're all stuck on a ship in the middle of the ocean, right, because our parts <laughs> are, so he has a backlog, like he could, he said, I could sell a hundred today if I can, I can't get them. So I never thought that would be a problem, like getting, you know, six horsepower outboard motors or something. So um, we're seeing it everywhere. We are, and we do have organizations. Uh, we're lucky enough here in Colorado to have our own um, uh, World Trade Center that's focused mm-hmm. on um, the supply chain and the supply chain gaps. Um, and so when we start hearing those issues, we need to drive them into the World Trade Center so that they can understand what the issues are and help open up those um, arteries. Um, but it is, it's not just that um, industry. We've got industries all over that are really struggling. And so there will be an onslaught um, once we're all able to get back to work. But then the question is, is what, are, what is it going to look like when we finally open up? And have things changed so drastically and have we innovated so much in the last year that will it go back to the way it was or will it change? No, I read about that all the time in like Bloomberg or Wall Street Journal of companies saying, we're never going to have people come back from their home office. In a way, I'm kind of sad for that because those people, I mean, that's another conversation about mental health and just working from your home and living out of your home. So, I mean, I think productivity will, I, I feel productivity could decrease over time because you won't have those collaborations like you do when you have an office. So there's a lot of things I think we're going to see, have to see. Um, innovation helped us in a lot of ways, but other ways we have to unwind some things that have happened. Um, and we're, there's no playbook for this. I don't think we can look at past recessions, but it's been nothing like this. Right. <clears throat> well, and it's interesting because the recession doesn't feel so um, unknown. You know, during the housing crisis, um, it was, when is this going to end? <laughs> yeah. You know, and here we do, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. All we need to do is get everybody vaccinated and get the numbers down so that we can all get back to work. And um, so, you know, we do see this sharp, um, you know, incline um, as we start coming out of the dark days and in and starting to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. But uh yeah, this is a, a definitely a, a recession we've never seen before. Yeah, how do we turn things back on? I mean, you can turn a bar mm-hmm. on pretty easily. I mean, if it's if it's open, you can. But turning other things back on are going to take t- longer time. You know, like we've been talking about manufacturing and things like that. So, um, I want to move into EDCC does so many wonderful events. You brought it up a little bit. You've moved online. Um, lots of great content, the virtual series, which, uh, I know, you know, lots of great speakers on all different types of topics, um, this past year. I mean, what do we see in 2021? I mean, this must be a challenge for you or any of your cohorts to like, how do you plan for this live events, a virtual, a mix, you know, I mean, I mean, maybe there's some advice out there because I think there's so many people are looking forward to like, Hey, can I actually have a live event? I mean, I want to go to a live event, right? I want to go to a concert. I want to go to your conference. I want to like shake hands with people, you know, maybe give a hug to someone I know, but I don't know. There's going to be like these weird rules of engagement, but what do you see for this in your crystal ball? Maybe. Well, uh, when you, when the unknown is out there, you plan for all different aspects. So you make sure you have a budget for the, the worst 
uh, case scenario, and then you have a budget for best case scenario. So first, first, is there a book for this? Is there a manual (laughs) that you took off of a wall or downloaded online? Is there? I mean, I mean, just go online to like, you know, like a unknown. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm joking, right? But I mean, there hasn't been. All of you and your peers are. There's nothing there, right? Like this has never happened before, where you're trying to say. I mean, it's more like. I'm going to go have a wedding in uh, Mexico during the hurricane season. So I'm planning four different venues. Right. I mean, I feel like it's like, you just yeah. don't know, but there's no manual. There's no guide. Right. No, you just plan for the unknown. Okay. Um, but then I think that too, it's really being like really communicating um, not just to your constituents, but then also, you know, to the sponsors and, You know, we started these conversations um, mid-year last year of, well, if we do get back to this, what does this look like? And are we still in your, in your, you know, like, are you still budgeting for us next year? Can we, can we expect that if, if, if everything goes the way we hope and the way the government keeps telling us, then we'll be in person by October and will you still sponsor us? And we've, we have some amazing partners that have really stayed by our side. Um, And if, if, you know, everything is going and trending the way we see it trending. Uh, we should be fine by October. Um, but we might not necessarily, it might be a hybrid is what I'm saying, is that it might not necessarily still be the, the 300 um, professionals coming together in one place. Um, we might have to break it up into groups of, you know, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, maybe have uh, the ability to also um you know, stream live some of the main sessions for those people who are still um, under, you know, travel restrictions. Um, So we know that, you know, it is going to be a a much hybrid and much different look of of what our normal events normally look like. So, um, but, you know, that's why we've got some really creative people that come together on our committees and really help us plan and and, um, shake out what the, the coordination of it looks like and so I'm looking forward to getting started on, on all of that. And um, we do have our virtual events that have helped us keep the, the con- you know, the conversation going and keeping the resources and, and um, the information flowing through our members. And so if we can continue doing that and then, you know, hope for that in-person event, it will be a great finish to our year. I don't know if it gets to the point that I can wear a t-shirt or a badge that says, I've been vaccinated and recently tested. You can hug me. I mean, maybe there's... <laughs> I don't know. Like green says hugging. Yellow says I don't have my test back yet. Red is <laughs> I don't get that. Va- I never got vaccinated. So I think we're going to have to you're going to have to come up with a color coding system for people that are like um, and I was at an event and I'm not going to name I was at an event in the fall where they really they put a sticker system on people that were like red is I don't want to stand close to you like green was I don't care if you hug me. It was that kind of event. Right. And I was I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, I was more in the yellow in that. I was just like, I don't need a hug, but you know, I still want to come and like network with people. So, um, but who knows where it's going to go? You know what I mean? With rapid testing and uh, vaccine passports and things that we're reading in the news. So you're, you've got your work cut out. You and your team have your work cut out for you um, with no manual or anything like that to guide you. So um, I think you're doing a fantastic job. So keep up that. I want to jump to a last question. Um, and I just want to see policy. If there's anything on the top of, you know, your mind, your members' minds, I've been having a lot of discussions on this show 
Um, we've had House of Representatives, we've had different communities, and the policy always comes back because it's what really is driving. You, you kind of weave that con conversation today, um, but I don't just any top of mind or tell people to take a look at this or, um, and I'm always very interested from a, um, from a small business owner in a rural environment, I look at business, I look at policy all the time because that's what's gonna help us be successful this year and then five years from now. So I'm not sure if there's anything that comes top of mind that um, the listeners can look into. So we're at a conundrum at this point. Um, so we've been through a major pandemic and healthcare and health insurance is at top of mind. And certainly something that we need to figure out, and it needs to also be very equitable for our, for our communities. Um, but when you begin to make businesses, and especially our small businesses, have to front or bear the load uh, for that equitable distribution of you know, family leave or health insurance and and all of the above. Um, with our small businesses coming out of this, they don't need one more thing that's just gonna, you know, eat away at their bottom line. Um, and so we need to come up with a better system that makes certain that everyone is taken care of, but that it, it the burden, the, the cost burden isn't fully put onto our businesses especially the small businesses. Yeah, that's interesting. And when, yep. Go when ahead. you look at Colorado, like we are, a, you know, we have a very, very high percentage rate of small businesses compared to large uh, primary employers. Um, and a lot of the primary employers are, are you know, located along the I-25 corridor. Um, and so when you look at the rest of the state and we're all small businesses, we really have to be very considerate about what this looks like for, for, for them coming out of the recovery and how long it's going to take them to recover. Yeah. I think that's a completely another show because I've had this conversation. Um, I think with more than half my guests now, and as a small business, I do believe that the federal and state different guidelines that come out, are not taking small business into consideration because of we don't have in-house um, experts, legal teams, uh, um, you know, the people that can help us guide through healthcare policies or human resource right. policies. And so a lot of times it goes to the wayside. My concern is there'll be fines or fees uh, generated because 80% of the business, let's say 80%, or there's a certain size, I can't, there's a number that are 20 and under. Well, we're going to bear the blunt of that because we just don't always have the resources. And I think there's a, that gets forgotten as that we're part of that first recovery. So that'll be another conversation because I don't want to get on my soapbox with the time we have with you. And you'll be like, never want to call <laughs> in again to the show. But I think that is an issue. And I do appreciate you um, and your colleagues keeping that in the front of um, our elected officials' minds, um, experts, and things like that. So um, we, as small business owners, can, uh, you know, be part of the recovery process. That's absolutely right. So, and they, you know, our small businesses are our largest employers. You know, they, they are, they will be employing very rapidly as they get ramped up. Um, and so, you know, we want to make certain that 
we don't get in their way. <laughs> we need them to employ our people. Yeah, and I, it is. I mean, we. I mean, you want to grow, and I think, uh, but there is a lot of like policies that come down that uh, honestly kind of blow my mind. I'm not sure how it got passed or how it became a policy. It seems very beneficial to larger businesses, and I can understand why. But sometimes for small businesses, um, it's almost mm-hmm. detrimental. So, um, on that positive note. I want one last time, how can people who are interested in EDCC find you, find your organization, or get involved? They can go to edcconline.org, and on the About page is my email address, um, and I love to connect with people. Um, You can email me, you can call me, but um, all of our information is on that website, and please, if you you want to get to know uh, this organization, I'd love to set up a a 20 minute chat with you and we can we can discuss how it can uh, benefit you and your company or organization and um, so that we can bring you into the fabric of of our uh, you know economic development efforts our vitality our economic vitality efforts economic vitality efforts there it is that's the new name of the manual that you're writing yeah I um, and also if you're a sponsor or you have um, that I know you work really closely with uh, sponsor value so I will put that plug out there for you um, we've been listening to Kim Woodworth, operations, uh, let's see, make sure I get it right. Operations director for our economic development council of Colorado. Um, Kim, thank you for being on the show today. Um, great information. And we look forward to having you back on to talk about more economic recovery. Thank you so much. Okay. Everybody, you've been listening to Greg Olson. I'm the host of Growl Radio. Thank you. and Have a great day. Thank you for joining today's episode of Growl Radio. We hope you're feeling fired up and inspired to grow your hustle. Now go be great.